By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. I remember that song first came out. People went, what the hell is that? <laughs> that wasn't the kind of music that used to that Justin Timberlake was used to turning out. But anyway, that is what it is, right? It is 611. It's just turned over to 612. Good morning. This is BS.show. It's a Friday edition. We always have more fun on Friday because I get to pick the music. Yes, play whatever I want, play weird stuff that you don't hear normally here in the radio. It's really interesting. Um, radio you know, sort of ebbs and flows, and there's this station. Talked about it before up in Canada up in Edmonton, I believe, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and it's called Now 102.3. Really interesting because they go exactly against the grain of what the radio business is doing right now, and they're killing it. They have very talented people on the air, and what they're doing, they're sort of doing like, if you know, if, if I say the jack format, the only people in the radio business know what the jack format is. The arch is what they call the jack format, where all of a sudden, hold on, I got cough here. A radio station comes along and plays music that doesn't fit any one format. You know, for example, back in the day, there used to be country, the country and Western, you know, and there was rock. Well, now you've got all these little definitions. You've got like modern rock and what they call AAA and classic rock. And, and you know, we're what our format's what they call uh, hot CHR, which eventually are, are hot AC. Uh, there's all sorts of different formats, but they have like they essentially they're stay in their lane, so to speak. Well, this station's playing like you know up tempo. Uh, a lot of the music we're playing. Plus, every once in a while they're throwing a George Strait song, or you know they're throwing a Garth Brooks song, or they're throwing something from the Sex Pistols. You know, it's just all over the place, and it's just sort of refreshing because it's like going to a wedding reception. Okay, when you go to a wedding reception, they don't play at least most of the wedding receptions. There are probably exceptions. But when you go there, they play everything for everybody. You know, I mean, they play the, you know, they play all the favorites. They play, you know, uh, the wedding, you know, the classic wedding songs. Plus, they pl- probably play the hokey pokey, you know, and stuff like that. Because it's just everybody's taste is just sort of all over the place. And it's not necessarily when they play the hokey pokey, it's not all the grandma and grandpas get out on the dance floor. It's everybody. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. They're sort of universal songs. And that's what we try to do on Friday morning with the music. There are songs that I pick out. Yes, I pick them. And which some of you may go like, you know, I haven't heard that song in 20 years. Or I've never heard that song at all. Where the hell did you get that? That kind of a thing. So anyway, that's what we try to do on Friday. It's all about what I say is is putting you in the best mood possible for the best day of the week, which is Friday. You know, I have a debate sometimes. Seriously. Sometimes I think that Monday's the best day. And I got that TGIM, thank God it's Monday thing from, uh, you know where I got that from? You know where I got that from, Shelly? TGIM. You know who said that? No, I don't, Brad. Tell no, me. I'm sorry. I'm about to. <laughs> no, I don't, Brad. Tell who? me. Sam Walton. Really? Yeah, that's what Sam, Sam. Sam did not like the weekends. He wanted to get back to work. So he always talked about TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. Back to work. Because, you know, he was, as he got old, up there in years, he was a grandfather and he had to do the grandfather stuff and he had to play with the grandkids, you know, all that boring stuff. You know, he wanted to get back to work, you know, where it's fun and exciting. You know, you're making progress, not screwing around with grandkids. You know what I mean? I don't know. Watching a little human sit there and grow and drool, is and drool, drool on themselves and... 
poop in their poop in their diapers and stuff like oh yeah that's so that's so fascinating right so fascinating hey four kids so you know it's 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 not too far away from me so let's not make fun of that four kids rolling and stuff like that i have four kids you know uh changed literally thousands of diapers in my year i'm done (laughs) it's just for i've been there done that not doing it again you know now having said that if some something happened where i'd had to step in you know i'd do that but you know as at this point you know and i i have i've i met somewhere the other day they said to me i can't wait till my kids have kids i go why is that i want to be a grandparent i go so in other words your life goal is to be a grandparent you have another no that's my singular life goal you go, wow, your life's boring. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I know I'm going to tick people off when I say things like that, but there are people, that's their life goal. I mean, you probably know friends of yours that, uh, you know, when you got married, there were probably, was your mom like, hey, when are you going to have kids? So she can be a grandparent? Did your mom ever say that to you? No, I had Tiffany when I was like 12. Well, no, 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 but but you probably had friends of yours that said, "My mom's bugging me to get married and have kids." You know, you know what I'm saying? No, and, I've I've never had that. Oh, no, I'm not saying you, your friends. I know, I've never had a friend I, say my mom's on my butt to I'm telling get you, pregnant. I'm telling you. Yeah, a prac no, just not get pregnant, get married and get pregnant. They get see, married and see get pregnant. back in the day, that was the <laughs> Is ba- there a difference nowadays? <laughs> yeah, no, not anymore. There's not. But back in the day, that was the procedure. You got married, they got pregnant. Matter of fact, who was it that I was listening to was telling me the story and they were, and they're probably, this lady's probably in her sixties now that when she went to college, that she was in a sorority, I believe what she was either sorority or, 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 you know, apartment building you know uh, back in the day you know women only and there were no dudes you know coming in as women anyway um she said that like if you went in in everybody's practically any of the girls rooms what you'd find in their rooms is bride magazine they were all fixated they went to college and they were all fixated on matter of fact we used to call it back in the day my mom used to kid about this all the time women went to college to get their mrs degree did you ever hear that I have heard that. Yeah, yes. and they went away to college to find. Now the funny part of it is, nowadays, the women outnumber the men two to one in some of the colleges. I mean, I saw that the other day, and I thought to myself, you know, I knew it was over fifty percent. Some of the colleges, for every for every man, there are two women in college. Now, I'm Target not rich environment. Well, no, 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 no. Well, for the men, for both. How is it a target rich environment for both? If there's two women for each dude, the dude's got his, you know, got his choice. The women got to fight over, you know, table scraps, you know? Yeah, but you don't know if they're into women or not. So if they're into women, <laughs> it's a... So you're saying... What? Did you just do the Wilhelm scream on me? <laughs> no, you're saying that, that most of the dudes are gay now? And <laughs> No, that's not what I'm saying. Well, you, that for is what men, you're saying. It's a target-rich environment. It's not! It's the, uh, it is okay. two. If, if, two for every me? Oh, no, no. You, you, you're you missing the, 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 the meaning of target-rich environment. If I'm a fighter pilot, and I'm an American fighter pilot, I'm supposed to shoot down Japanese, and there's one of me, and there's ten of them, yeah. that's that's a target-rich environment. I have ten that targets. That is not a target-rich yes, environment. Yes, I have ten. That's Target-rich target environment is when there are more targets than, in other words, if there's you... 
there's more than there's more than in other words if if you go if you've got three fighter jets and you come up on six six Russian jets that's a target rich environment because everybody has their choice of six different targets okay that's how it works okay so in Shelley world <laughs> well Shelley world is like is like is like <laughs> The entrance to Toontown. <laughs> Shelly World is somewhere. I think it's down near near uh, Uranus, Missouri. I think it's where Shelly World is. Oh my goodness! Fight me. <laughs> anyway, Shelly. Six twenty. Oh, we have not time for a break yet. You can't oh. get out of that. So, so you're can't s- get out of no. That. You're stuck here, Bar. You're saying you're saying that that if there's more women than men. The the women have a target rich environment. You don't know what their preference is. Oh God, that's not that's not the, the not not the point. It's math. Oh, there's a point to this. Yes, there as as unbelievable as that may sound, there is a point to this. Which is it's it's math. It's what? It's math. It's like you know like math. M a t h. It's math. Okay. Uh huh. That's what it is. It's math. Well, tell that to Maverick and Goose. <sighs> that, because that's where I got the target rich environment. But once again, when he was going to sing to Charlie, even though he didn't when they know it was go Charlie. in the bar, the reason they said it was a target rich environment because there was a bunch of pretty women in there. In other words, exactly my point. But the point being, it was him and so Goose. The men have all these women because there's two to one. That's a target-rich environment. But I'm saying it's the opposite in colleges now. There are two women for every one man. So for the men, so it's... So for the men, it's a target-rich environment. Not for the women. You said that earlier. You said the women. Oh, it's a target-rich it environment. It is if they prefer women. <laughs> See, I'm sorry. That's the world we live in right now. I know, and that's sad because of the fact that I can't get... Hold on a minute. I'm trying to get something here work on my computer while I'm talking to you and I'm it's doing probably because it's BS hold on a minute that's not that no it's I'm it's not BS I'm just trying to get something to work and it's not it's not cooperating with me I think I need to read it like me huh yeah well see sometimes you say things like what what did she say what 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 what, what? hold on. here we go okay now I'm number, number one there's number one here here's some ones I haven't played in a while and I can't. What is going on with my computer? It won't stay on a page. Hold on. The, hold on a minute. I'm an unadulterated fan. There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. Don't take drugs. Would she rather carry 20 pounds of batteries or a rolled-up solar panel? Shelley, you are amazing. How do you do it? How do you do it, Shelly? Tell me. It's a, it's a secret. Is that what it is? It's a secret? No, it's non-existent is what it is. It's non-existent? I can't find my one I want to play here. Darn Which it. one do you want to play? I want to play. I haven't played it in a while. It always makes you mad when I play it. Oh, yeah. Be sure to do that on Friday. Always makes you mad. and Let's I, do it. And I can't find it. <laughs> Well, maybe that's because you're probably not supposed to play it. Oh, here's 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 the guy who's telling us how to do advertising. You ready? You ready uh-huh. for this guy? This guy is expert at selling things. People are selling products. They do ads to sell products, and they sell products when people they appeal to people. 
Did you get that? That's no. what, that's how we need to. That's what we need to sell more ads in a radio station. We need to do exactly what he said, right? I don't know what he. I didn't understand what he said. <laughs> Neither did anybody else. Here, once again. <laughs> oh, here we go. People are selling products. They do ads to sell products, and they sell products when people they appeal to people. Black jobs. People are selling products. They do ads to sell products, and they sell products when people they appeal to people. High IQ, stupid people. No, Lord, people are well selling educated, products, but no common ads sense. They sell products, and they sell products when people they appeal to people. I mean, it's like these people dropped acid in an outback parking lot. 401ks have crashed, and the gas has gone from two dollars to five dollars because the economy is so good. <laughs> That's a good one, dude. <laughs> better no i don't <laughs> so we go about target rich environments have you seen the new maverick movie i'm in the, I'm the new I top gun I'm, i think you and i are the only two people that haven't seen it <laughs> probably you know there's all sorts of weird stuff going on with the streaming channels you've heard all these things that like over the weekend i heard that i can't remember which one paramount plus is dropping like 400 shows or something like that they're just pulling them off you can't watch them anymore and some of them are showy doing the same thing well some of them are like not politically correct shows i'm going like, okay whatever none of them have you know, been politically correct shows what's what's interesting to me is the hollywood producers and the hollywood stars can complain about oh gun violence is terrible we need to come and take your gun you shouldn't be able to have an ar-15 you shouldn't be able to have a sawed-off shotgun and yet Every movie, it's got 40 zillion guns in it, and they're killing each other. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, hold on a minute now. You say, me as Joe Citizen shouldn't have a gun, and guns are terrible, but yet you're making your living by showing violence with guns? You know what I mean? How does that work? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, you know, you sit there and you watch a show that was, like, really popular or a movie that was really, really good. It really entertained you. And, okay, maybe it scared you a little bit. You know, you're kind of on the edge of your seat. But nowadays, and it left a lot to interpretation, nowadays they will blow you up right in front of the camera. Well, think about this. And splat, and, and pizza, bits and pieces will land on the lens. If The Wizard of Oz came out today, it might not be able to come out because there's all sorts of things in there that, oh, you yes, can't do there is. You can, we, The flying monkeys? I we heard can- they took it, up, took it away. Well, no, but you can't have flying monkeys. <laughs> Remember right now they're renaming monkeypox because they say it offends some people. And Do you know that um, – who would it offend? Well, here's the problem. They say it offends gay people and black people. Why? Well, think about it for a minute. You know, I, I mean, I am. You know, Why? With monkey. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes black people disparagingly are referred to as monkeys. You know, but yet the interesting I've thing about it, I heard never this. Never heard that. Oh yeah, I heard this the other night where they said that like the monkeypox, ninety-eight percent of the cases are gay men. It's like yeah, the dogs oh, are getting them now though too. The dogs are getting monkeypox. Yes. Well, then they're not monkeypox because they're dogpox, right? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I mean. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes if I listen to NPR, sometimes if... Why do you do that? Well, you do so, that over the weekend. You it's know, like your your thing. Some some nights when I'm sort of bored at night, I think to myself, okay, I got my choice of putting bamboo shoots underneath my fingernails or just listening to NPR. And sometimes NPR wins because 
it's more painful. You know, I'm a masochist. You know, I'm like, well, if I stick that bamboo shoot underneath my finger, it's going to hurt. But if I listen to NPR, I'm going to be on the floor in pain. Oh. And it's funny. I heard, who did I hear the other day say the exact same thing I said? Matter of fact, it was Jamie Allman was talking about this, about how how his, he, Apparently, his mom is has had an injury. She broke her neck of all crazy things, which is sad. Recently, yeah, yeah, and he's at home, you know, nursing her. He talks about. Oh, it. I'm so sorry. Well, yeah, Jamie. it's terrible. And you know what's interesting? Dave Glover. I don't know if this is a radio thing. Dave Glover, mom, about four or five years ago, did the same thing. She tripped over a piece of furniture at her house and broke her neck. Now, both of them, you know, are. You know, I mean, I know Dave Glover's mom made almost a complete recovery, and I think Jamie said his his mom's going to make a complete recovery as well too. But he's over there every afternoon because he's on the air with right right now, same time we are. And he was talking about his mom wants to listen to NPR, and sometimes he'll sit there and he'll go like, "I can't believe I'm paying for this." Because once again, you and I pay for that. You and I pay for that, and like NPR. With there's a, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, which takes tax dollars and gives it to NPR, and then they give it to the local stations, and then in, in Missouri, you know, KWMU, St. Louis Public Radio, is paid for by the state of Missouri. That radio station is owned by the University of Missouri Board of Curators. So in other words, it's got state tax money in it, it's got federal tax money in it, and like I told you, what's sad, just the other day, you know, was it Wednesday, four people got fired at, at Odyssey. Staff yes, cutting. Yes, I heard that. Staff cutting, okay? Guess what they're running ads on on St. Louis Public Radio? We need more reporters. We're hiring. We're hiring more reporters. We've got so much money, we don't know what to do with it. So we'll hire more people. And right now, they they only do, they did one live show a day between noon and one. They have no live shows on the air. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, St. Louis Public Radio, KWMU, is using canned program from the network. There's no live shows. None. Zero. That's a shame. I mean, there's no, there's not a morning show. The guy, hey, this is this is St. Louis in perspective. They're running all things considered in the morning. And then they run all these national shows. There's nothing on the air live. And I'm going like, and the sad part of it is, everything that they have on the air, you can stream right now. So in other words, back in the day, where before they were streaming and things like that, you couldn't listen to those shows unless there was a local affiliate like KWMU. Now, you can grab your phone, you can sit at your desktop, you can listen to every single stinking show that's on that radio station. Most of them, you know, they're streamed, and then they're in podcast form. So if you miss them live, you just go, you know, to the podcast. Hey, I need to check out, you know, Morning Edition this morning, or whatever it is, all things considered, and listen to that. And once again... And they're, they've got, like, beautiful facilities. They're hiring more. See, it's funny because they run an ad. If you are a journalist and have a journalism degree and are a local, have local journalism credit, I'm thinking, I'm going to apply. You know, wouldn't it be funny? I think I it, will. It would be hilarious. I'm are going you going to do apply. it, really? Yeah, wouldn't it be funny? I'll apply. I they, think that you they should. Probably I double-dog dare you, They probably go, well, you know, you're probably, uh, your age, shall we say, you're, 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 you have too many rings. I can't say that that you're you're too old, but if we cut you in half and count the rings, we would probably have too many rings. Okay, fine. You tell me it's my age, right? It's just like when they wouldn't hire me at Outback as a waiter. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? I told you that story. I know. Yeah, I still. I upset bet about they that. rue the day that they did. Oh that. my God! They wouldn't have to move. They'd still be there in St. Charles kicking butt. Instead, they had to move out of town. They're gone. Who? Outback. Not all totally. There's one in Winghaven. No, but they the one in St. Charles went out of business. 
Mm. See, if Only I that because was, they didn't have they didn't have me Brad Hildebrand <laughs> to serve the tables. <laughs> they didn't have me. I mean, I would I would have kept the place in business single handedly. Okay, we got to take a break at six thirty one. Right. One of my favorite Friday songs. I'm here to tell you who knew that Gregorian chants would be so sensual. <laughs> I'm telling you, one of my favorite Friday songs. And oh, when it, dude, when, I love this. Whenever I give the name, I'll always have somebody who says, it's not Sadness, it's Sadness. It's spelled on the album S-A-D-E-N-E-S-S, which would be Sadness. Because if you have an yep. E after an A, it would be it makes it long. So it's Sadness Part 1, and the dude, he calls himself Enigma. And by the way... The yeah. woman who's going, ah, ah, ah. And you know what she's saying at the end of the song in French? No. Brad, I'm here. Come get me. That's what she's saying. Did you know <laughs> what a bunch of yes. <laughs> That's what she's saying. Brad, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Come get me. <laughs> this is what she's saying. You don't believe me? <laughs> no, I thought she was kind of saying, Shelly, get out of this business. Yo, Shelly, what the hell are you doing on the air with that jerk, right? That's what she's no, saying. No, that's... Why do you do that? Stop it. Uh, oh, oh. You're not a jerk all the time. No, you know what she's saying? She's saying, listen to NPR. It's very good radio. That's what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, she's, 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 that's, she's doing the NPR breathing. <sighs> <sighs> Today at news. You're going to get in trouble <laughs> for going against the NPR. Yeah, right. Um, my old friend, I don't know if she's my friend anymore. She probably doesn't like me anymore. Um, what was her name? Who ran NPR? And she was such a character. Um, God, what was her name? <laughs> she, she's going to be very impressed that you that you mentioned her today. <laughs> that I forgot her name. That's what uh-huh. <laughs> Patty Wenty. Patty Wenty. <laughs> Patty Wenty. When she came to town, keep in mind, she's the one that switched. 90.7. You used to call it 91, classic 91. It used to be a classical music station. It did. Yeah, a long time ago. And they decided they're going to change it to NPR. So they hired Patty Wenty, who came from, I, I think, a station in, in, it used to be it used to be the old Sangamon State College, and now it's University of Illinois at Springfield or something like that. Anyway, she ran that station. So she comes to town, and she is like a ball of fire. She's like lightning in a bottle. And she just she just shakes that place up. So all these all the classical music. Oh my God! They're they're not playing classical music. They're not playing Shikoski anymore. They're playing what is this NPR stuff? So first off, she had the classical music people that hated her. Then she had the staff that hated her because she had a bunch of people who were all these classical music geeks. And she essentially said, "Hey, look, we're not playing classical music anymore. If you want to stay, that's fine. If not, there's the door. Don't let it you on the way out." So they did this 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 hit piece on her. St. Louis Magazine did this hit piece on her, and she was the cover story of St. Louis Magazine. Cover story of St. Louis Magazine, and they just Here. they just ripped her to shreds. Made fun of her. Talked about how she was a terrible person. Yada 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 yada. Okay. So the first time I go to meet her, I'm running my traffic network. They decide they want to run on my traffic reports. The first time I go meet her, I go into her office, that magazine cover. She was on the cover, and the cover is, is one of her quotes. When they interviewed her, someone said, one of the reporters asked her, they said, hey, the staff says you're a bee-witch. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say the the word, but you know, a, a female dog in heat. Right. The staff says you're a bee witch. Is that true? And she says, 
I am a bee witch, but I'm a nice bee witch. So that was that was they had a picture, full cover picture of her on the on the front cover of St. Louis magazine. And they have her quote right in big letters. I'm a bee witch, but I'm a good bee witch. I'm a nice bee witch. She's got it framed on her wall. I bet <laughs> she does. It's on her wall. That's you know? her wall of frame. Well, because and I even said to her, I go, Wow, you don't let that one get away. And she goes, she goes, Hey, you know, you just got you know, when people come after you. You got to look at it, you know. And she sort of had had, you know, what what's uh, what's 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 the old uh, the old motto? Any publicity is good publicity. You know what I mean? I mean that's what they say, but I don't know if that's necessarily the but case. Look at Trump. I mean, you know, once again, once again, he, how did this turn into a Donald Trump? No, 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 no. No, the idea being is that that the CNN ratings are in the toilet. Okay, matter of fact, they're firing all sorts of people. Finally, at CNN, why are they firing people? Why are nobody? Not, why is nobody watching CNN anymore? Because they don't Trump bash anymore. Because he's not the president, and they're not going to bash Joe. By, by the way, I just got someone sent me this this morning. I'm thinking to myself, I almost can't believe this. Okay, <laughs> first off, I've said this before, and this is not about Biden. It's about any president. You get elected, you work hard to become that president of the United States. Back in the day, it used to be the most powerful position in the world. I think not as more anymore. I think Putin is probably the most powerful person in the world now. World now, it hurts me to say that, but anyway. Yeah. So, so you get to be the president, and you have this fantastic building called the White House that has all this this history. And what do you do? You're never there. Here's the story. Okay, they're spending. You and me are spending five hundred thousand dollars to put up a security fence around his beach house. Okay. Okay. He's he. This is going to be at his two point seven million dollar summer house in North Shore's community of Rehobotha Beach on Saturday after spending. Okay, now get this. Here's what's interesting. They they remember we talked about the fact that. Let me get down to this. This is pretty funny. Okay, remember we talked about the fact they built the Empire State Building in thirteen months. Yes. At the time, the world's tallest building. From digging the foundation. To topping off the building, 13 months. I will read you a paragraph from the story. One paragraph. Construction of the fence began on September 21st of last year and is expected to be completed by June of 2023. What? It's taken almost two years to build a fence in his house? What is this? I, I read it again. I thought, I'm hold it. Let me read this again. Construction of the fence began on September 21st of last year, which is 2021, right? Okay, yeah. and it's expected to be completed by June 6th of 2023. In my mind, that's 21 months. Wouldn't that it be is. 21 months? It's taken 21 months to build a fence at the president's house, and it cost a half million dollars that you and I are paying for? Oh, oh my God. Um, and, 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 and the contract was in, increased by $6,844 on November 30th, 2021 and then another $26,000 on June 8th of 2022. So in other words, the original bill, the original estimate was going to be like $490,000. Now 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 it's pushing 5 530, okay? I'm going like, okay. You know, it's okay to build a fence around his place, but yet we can't have a fence on the border. You know what I mean? I'm going like, I don't quite understand. I am totally. And once again, it's to the point where you know, if if I were the president, you couldn't pull me out of the White House. I'd if you know, 365 days a year. You know, unless I'm on a like a world tour or something like that, I'm going like, 
I live in the most prestigious place in the world. I live in the White House. I can wave my little finger and a Secret Service agent's going to come over and give me a back massage. You know, I can push this button and Domino's Pizza is going to show up in my in my in my bedroom, you know. I can push this button and a limousine's going to pull up in front of my house and we go out clubbing at two o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? I mean, I you know, I push this button and and Air Force One fires up four of its jets, you know, 747, and we go flying somewhere. Wouldn't you like be in heaven living in the White House? I would. Why would you want to stay at your stupid house in Delaware or whatever it is. I'm going like, okay, whatever. He goes, he spends a week at that at his friend's house in some fancy schmancy island in South Carolina. You know, then he goes back to the White House for one day and he goes back up to Delaware. I'm going like, does this guy ever work? And once again, I say this about all of them. I got mad about 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 Obama playing golf all the time and Trump was running for office. Yeah, when I get to be in office, I'm not going to play golf all the time. So he gets in office. What does he do? He plays golf all the time. I, you know, I didn't like that about him. Okay. At least I will give George W. Bush credit after 9-11. He never, you know, this story, he never played another round of golf ever. Never. Why? Because he said that after what happened to our country, I, I think if I can pull the quote, he said that what happened to our country after we got t- attacked on 9-11, you know, September 11th, 2001, that he could not bear the fact that he was out enjoying himself while our men and women were under attack in Afghanistan, the whole bit. So he decided that he was just going to focus, and that was just his first term. He was going to focus 100% of his time and energy on protecting our country. And he felt that being on the golf course set a bad example that he's out there, you know, hitting the white ball around and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So he never went, he never played another round of golf ever. I mean, as long as he was president, I'm going, okay, I'll give it to them. You know, some people make foreign George W. Bush, and I don't think he was the world's best president either. But you know what? Things like that. I get that. You know, I mean, you know, with all the crap that's going on in the country, you know, I know people, well, when he's, it's different now. When he's at his beach house, he's got all his electronics and stuff like, yeah, we paid for it. It's at the White House. Well, put it in his house. See, now here's the thing. The thing that's sad about this is that if you owned a company and you had a fancy schmancy house, but you owned a company and you put up a fence at your house and your company paid for it, the IRS would have a little talk with you. Hey, that's a business business expense. You did improvements at your home, you know, and they paid for the business. That's not right. Get what I'm saying? They'd, I do get what you're saying. You get a talking to by the and IRS all the time, right? People that you know that that have you know have boats to try to write them off as a business expense. You know, IRS comes. Hey, you know, you got this 30 foot cabin cruise at the Lake of the Ozark. Explain to me how that helps your business. Explain to me how that helps you. Or concrete, if you're like a you know a, a driveway kind of guy or something like that, you know what I mean? Well, we've got this special pump in the back of the boat, and it pumps concrete all the way from the Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's not going to work. Okay, we have to take a break because you're because you're mad at me. Why am I mad at you? Because of what I'm going to play in a minute. <laughs> Shelly, are you mad at me? I not absolutely yet. do. I absolutely do. Shelly, who's your most favorite guy in the world? Because this is your world, and you can create anything that you want in it. <laughs> it's Bob Ross. Okay, we have happy big... little trees, Brad. <laughs> Six forty nine. Oh. It is BS dot show. It's Friday. I can play songs like that, Shelly. Yes. Ne- I've, ne- you, I've never understood when she says at night the men would come around and lay their money down. Were they like getting their 
clothes washed or stuff like that? Was that what was going on at night when the men would lay, lay their money down? Now, what do you think? I think they were like getting like holes in their pants sewed up. No, I think they were getting laid. What? What now? What did you? Can just... I say that? No, you can't say that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I couldn't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> there, Shelly goes. We try to get this, make this a family show. <laughs> we just ruined that on Friday. There's part of that song. There's certain. First off, that's that's a headphone song. Okay, there are some songs that you need to listen need to listen true. to with headphones because. See, back in the day, they used to use this thing called stereo, and they don't use it as much anymore. Matter of fact, the song, next song I got coming up top of the hour is like super stereo. Okay, but there are parts of that song that you don't really hear unless you listen really carefully with headphones. But there's a part of that song where I don't know if it's bells, where it is, where he goes, da 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 you know, I'm going like, God, what a neat little thing. And it's like, it's like, like bells. Ding, 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 ding. Here, I don't know if I can play it. Let me see if I can. They, do they go across from one headphone to the other? No, no, no. It's the same. I don't, I don't know if I can move. I don't think I can move this along. Hold on a minute. No, I can't. I can't control it. I can't control it. So I can't, I can't do it. It's just like women, you can't control them either, Brad. <laughs> And why try, right? <laughs> right, you know. But yet you still keep on, just like the Energizer Bunny. Not me. I mean, I'm I'm the person. Please. I'm the I'm the guy who says As the driven snow. No, I'm the guy who says, hey, women run the world. You know, I mean, you know, is I said how many times have I said if women were in power all over the country, wouldn't have any more wars. We wouldn't have any more wars. We wouldn't have stupid... If, we would just have tumbleweeds no, and if, people if, tearing their hair no, out no, 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 scratching. No. If, if Vladimir Putin was replaced by a woman, the first thing she'd do is say, I'm going to bring all my troops home from, from Ukraine. I don't want our boys, our sons, our sons and, you know, and grandsons being killed in Ukraine. I don't want that. Bring them back. Because women don't do that kind of stuff. Women don't invade countries. Women don't do that kind of stuff. It's stupid. I bet there are a couple that do. No, it's stupid men that do that stuff. You know. <laughs> you know that there's a couple of women that have gotten into that. But, but okay, tell me one. Tell me. Tell me. In, I don't know. Unless you go back you know in history, like Catherine the Great or something like that. But like <laughs> wait, when we had when 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 England had you know the female prime minister. Uh, you know, can't remember her name. God, I'm losing my mind. I can't remember her names anymore. She didn't invade anybody. She didn't, you know, she didn't attack anybody. You know, I mean, think about that. Like Tashara Jones, the mayor of St. Louis, has she attacked East St. Louis? No. You know, the lady before her, did she attack, you know, Crestwood? No, she didn't, you know, and, and, you know, but yet we got, we got goofy Sam Page, who's going to say, well, I'm, I'm doing this job full time, except when I'm, you know, doing operations at Mercy Hospital. But I'm doing this job. You know, once again, he lies. You know, I mean, woman would say if it, if, if Sam Page were a woman, you know, Sam Page is a, is married to another doctor. If you knew that or not, if she, the other doctor Page, was like running the county, she'd say, you know what? I'll be honest with you, this county gig just doesn't pay in enough. So. I'm doing job weekend. I'm working at the Mercy. I'm working at the Palace on Ballas on the weekends to, you know, so so my husband, Sam, and I can afford a new a new houseboat at Lake of the Ozarks. Thank you. Be honest. You know what I mean? She'd come right out and say it. You know what I mean? Sarah Palin, you know, once again, how transparent was she? Was she? she could say she could stand up on her roof and she could see Russia. You know, I mean, she came right out and said it. She can see those kind of stuff. By the way, you know, she's running for, for House of Representatives. Do you know that? 
I did not. Yeah, and they've got this. We dodged the bullet. They've got that goofy ranked choice voting up in up in Alaska now. It's so confusing. I don't know what that means. It's just bizarre, weird stuff. You vote for, like, you don't vote for one person. You vote for, like, 10 people. If there are 10 people, like, we had the Senate race where there are 21 people on the ballot. You'd vote for all 21 people. It's just weird. It's just, and then what do you do after that? <laughs> who the hell knows? You know, it's, 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 there's a whole theory behind it. Anyway, we've got to take a break. We're coming up on top of the hour. Okay? Okay. Good tunes, buddy. 659. What a great song that is. Remember that one, Shelly? I do. That was so fun. John Fred and his Playboy Band. Playboy Band. That was probably in the 60s or 70s. Uh, I think is interesting. Do you know there's a history of that song? You know what that song is? It's supposed to make fun of a Beatles song. Oh, okay. You know what song is making fun of? Uh... Lucy in the sky with, sky with diamonds. Diamonds, yes. yes. <laughs> Judy in disguise, and <laughs> John Fred and his Playboy band. And if you listen to it, it's very well produced. It's got you know all sorts of parts, and it's got bass. It's got a lot of bass guitar in it. It's got lead, you know, uh, rhythm guitar. It's got horns. It's got strings, and it's got the end of the song. Guess she I'll just take her glasses. That little twinging, that's a sitar. Remember sitars? And once I again, do. they're making fun of the Beatles because the Beatles went through that stage where they hung out with a Maharishi or whatever the heck he was, and he, they played the sitar and stuff like that. You know, the Beatles, Beatles got stoned. They were eating those magic mushrooms and smoking that crazy weed. The Devil's Lettuce is, what's the his face? The Devil's Lettuce. <laughs> that's John Fred and his, and the guy's name is, is actually sort of a sad story because he, 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 he started, his career started when he was in high school, 15, and he had a band, and he was making money at 15. Once again, boys and girls, you don't need to graduate from high school. You don't need to go to college. Just start up a band. Get a bunch of guys together, you know, and you can call it, you know, you can call it, you know, Shelly Barr and, and her Playgirl band, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. but I actually had a band playing in the basement while my parents were gone. I can imagine that. I can imagine. You want to know what their name was? Tell me what. J Bong and the One Hits. J Bong and the One Hits. It's true. That's, that's like that's like a big band in St. Louis. I don't know if you remember this. J Barry and the Reflective Cell. Remember that one? No. J Barry used to make road cases for me. What? J Barry was a very prominent musician in St. Louis. And okay. after his and and as his musician days sort of waned, he started he started making cases for his equipment, and the other bands were going like, "Hey man, that's a cool case. Who made that? I did." So he went full time in the business making cases, and he used to have a place down in the city, down in South City, and he used to we used to have you know back at the old radio station and, and my old personal stuff with my 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 DJ stuff. I had all my DJ stuff in custom road cases. I mean, some of these cases were like three, four, five hundred dollar cases, okay? And and but my equipment always arrived at the job in good shape. I never had like tone arms sheared off and stuff like that. But anyway, that's what Jay. So you go down to this place down in South City, and you'd have a piece of equipment. And we used to use them at the radio station for equipment as well too. And he'd do custom cases. And you'd go, you'd climb up these steps at a loading dock, and you'd walk into this loading dock here, and there'd be a bell, and you'd hit the bell. And a freight elevator would come down, and Jay Barry would get off the freight. Hey, man, what's going on? He was like, you know, long hair, the whole bit. 
and he'd get his tape measure out and he'd measure up the piece of equipment and then he'd say, okay, I'll get this done about a month. It's going to be like three, $400. Okay, fine. Knock it out. And you know, like in a month you know, later, he'd call, hey, Brad, it's Jay. Uh, your case is done. I go down and pick it up. I, to this day, I still have some of the cases he made 30 and 40 years ago and they look like they're almost new. I mean, and these are cases that I probably did, I don't know, gazillion different personal appearances with remote broadcasts, you know, uh, you know, DJ spinning record stuff like that. I'm telling you. And and now there's a gazillion companies doing this. There's Anvil and a bunch of them. And you know, like if you go and you know, and that's how that's how these guys can tour all over the country because they have these custom cases, you know, and they load all in the back of you know a tractor trailer. How can the equipment? How does it not get beat the daylights? Because it's in foam-filled road cases. And they're like they're special. He used to make these. He was one of the first guys in the country to make these shock mount cases, where it was like a case within a case. And between the two cases, there was these like foams. In other words, like for sensitive equipment, like amplifiers and stuff like that. So you could you could take this case, push it off a loading dock, have it fall like five feet, you know, and all the equipment in it was just fine because it absorbed the shock. It was pretty cool stuff. I don't even know if Jay's around anymore or not. Hopefully he's still alive. You should find out and, and reminisce. Yeah. Well, he, 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 I was going to say something, but I won't. Okay. Yeah, can, probably not. Can I tell you something? Sometimes I hear things on the radio that just make I, I hear people and I think to myself why didn't I think of that this guy this guy is his name is John Tamney and he's an economist and if you've ever heard economists talk it's pretty interesting they look at the world in a different way and they look at the world like it's sort of action reaction kind of thing and he said Which something it is. I, I listened to him yesterday and he said something that was amazing that he said I'm going to give you an example of why global warming is not that big of a problem and i'm going like okay i gotta listen to this guy okay remember they're saying that as the the planet gets warmer the polar ice caps on the north pole and the south pole are going to melt and they already are melting and it's going to raise the sea level so they're saying that like oceanfront property you know is going to be you know underwater get what i'm saying i do he said if that's true why is oceanfront front property selling at all-time highs? And I thought to myself, you know, I never thought of that. You know, he said, if you go along, anyway along the East Coast, you know, in Florida, uh, you know, along the Gulf Coast in Alabama and, you know, um, you know, Texas and Louisiana, and especially on the West Coast, he says, think about this. Why is a place in Malibu on the Pacific Coast more expensive than ever? Why is a place on San Diego, on Mission Beach, in that area. Why is it worth more than it's ever been worth if we were really going to have global warming and the tide was really, you know, and the sea level was really going to come up two or three feet? Wouldn't that stuff be cheap? You know, and think about it for a minute. It's like, okay, if I said to you, hey, Shelly, I got some, you know, we just had that big flood, you know, like last week, week before last. I've got a bunch of houses that I'm going to sell you and they're all three million dollar houses and you're going to go and show up and you're going to like well hold on a minute didn't this house just flood like a couple weeks ago oh yeah but look where it's at it's a half mile off interstate 70 oh it's got a great location you're going to go i'm not paying three million dollars for this i'll give you ten thousand dollars for it because it flooded right and i'm talking to myself i never thought of that why is oceanfront property going for more and more money if it's going to disappear 
Does that make I it? I don't know. But, but it, it, once again, and his whole point was, he says, essentially, it's all, he said, he said, the whole deal with the global warming is all capitalism, kind of in reverse. And I've thought about, what, capitalism reverse? And he's talking about the fact that, he says, look at all the things that are happening with people who are after global warming. What they're doing is they're making things better for the capitalists. And I go, okay, explain that to me. Like, look at look who our richest man in the world is now. You know who that is? Elon Musk. Right. And how did he make most of his money? With Tesla. So in other words, he's essentially saying, hey, you know, there's this terrible thing, global warming. Don't be putting gasoline in your car. Buy an electric car. And he's got everybody buffaloed because of the fact that when you charge your car, if you have a Tesla or any kind of electric car here in the St. Louis area, when you charge it, that electricity comes from coal, which is worse than oil and gas, right? So in other words, he's essentially saying everything's backwards. And I'm going like, I never thought of this before. And he came back to it. He goes, he goes, go back. He says, if you don't believe me, he says, contact a real estate agent in any state that has coastal property. Ask that real estate agent, hey, I want a piece of property on, you know, whatever. Let's say you pick something in South Carolina, you know, near what, Myrtle Beach or something like that, okay? Tell me what that piece of property, that oceanfront piece, piece, piece of property would sell for 40 years ago. Now tell me what it would sell for today. And he say, I guarantee you, it'll be probably a factor of 10. He yep. says, maybe, maybe even more, maybe a factor of 20, 30, 40, 50, 100. He said, it says, why if there's global warming and it's going to raise the water level, raise the sea level, why would people be buying all this fancy schmancy property? And I'm thinking to myself, I never thought of that. You know, I mean, it is crazy when you think about it, you know, because common sense, and this is what's sort of weird about it. I know real estate investors who told me they became rich overnight back in 2008, 2009, 2010, when stupid Susie Orman was telling you, was telling you to, right, if your house is worth less than than, than your mortgage, just go to the bank and drop your keys on the, on the banker's desk and say, sorry, I'm leaving. Okay, stupid Susie Orman, who now is a spokesperson for the for the Social Security Administration, you know, makes me not ever want to have Social Security. But once again, I know people who bought property like crazy back in 2000. They were buying houses 50 cents on the dollar. They were literally, you know, you know, going like, you know, they were like contacting foreclosure attorneys. Hey, give me a list of what you got in foreclosure. I'll buy it. You know, and they were, and because they had cash, they could do it. They didn't have to go to a bank and get financing the whole bit. They bought that property, held on to it for a couple of years, doubled, tripled, quadrupled their money because it's counterintuitive thinking. It's the kind of thinking that, you know, when, when something, you know, like, for example, there's a, a quote I heard the other day about President Lincoln that essentially said, uh, you know, don't be mean to your enemies, love your enemies. And, and, the, I, and I, that's not the exact quote, but essentially the idea being is somebody gets mad at you and they go, I hate you, Shelly Barr. You're going to go like, well, I hate you too. But instead well, it of, happens. But, yeah, but instead if you look at but that. But I don't you, say I hate you because there's very few people in this world I absolutely despise. But, but if you look at them and you go, oh, I love you so much. Come here. Let me give you a kiss. They're going to get even madder because Come because over and bring your face over here so I can give you kisses. <laughs> yeah, I can't find that right. <laughs> Otherwise, I play that. I play the Shelly drop. Get what I'm saying? It's counterintuitive. Okay, um, <laughs> there's all sorts of weird stuff in here. Okay, here's one. I'm going to read you a Vladimir Putin story. Okay, you ready for this? This sure. This is a woman's story. Vladimir Putin is reinstituting an award 
for Russian women. Okay, ready for this? Uh-huh. You will be dis- bestowed the title of mother heroine, not as, you know, not like the kind of it's stuff. It's with um, O-I-O-N-E. H-E-O-R-I-N-E, not the kind of stuff you shoot up, but, you know, a heroine, you know, a, a, a man is a hero, a woman is a heroine. Okay, they will be bestowed the title of mother heroine and be giving... Been, and been and will get sixteen thousand six hundred forty-five dollars for doing what? This is this is something that that the Soviet Union did, and now Vladimir Putin in Russia is now reinstituting this program. They're going to give you the title. You'll get a you know get a fancy schmancy ceremony. You'll go to the Kremlin and the whole bit, and you'll get this title, and you'll get. Essentially, it's uh, it's I don't know it's it's a million Russian rubles, which comes down to about sixteen thousand six hundred forty-five dollars. Guess what you have to do? Do I need to know? No, good. Take a guess. Take a guess, and it's only women. I, I don't want to guess. Okay, have ten. Because everything that I would say is probably not allowed on the air. No, have ten kids. What? Have ten kids. Only if, if you have like if, you know nice if, birthing if, hips. If you if you are if you are a woman and you have ten kids and and you will be called the they deserve <laughs> right, mother. They deserve more than sixteen thousand dollars. You'll yes, be they do. you'll be bestowed bestowed the title mother heroine and given sixteen thousand dollars and all the kids have to be alive. You can't have you know are are the only exception is if one of your kids was killed in combat, you know, if they were in the Russian army. So in other words, if you had 10 living kids, you'll get $16,000 and you'll get this title. Now get this. Why are they doing this? Because the population of Russia is shrinking. First off, the birth rate is like a negative birth rate. they're all over it. Yeah, they're, remember we talked about this the other day. Supposedly there's 500 a day Russian soldiers being killed. That's what, yeah. that's what the Ukrainians claim. I don't know if that's true or not. Anyway, they said that the fertility rate right now in Russia is 1.84 births per woman, which is below the replacement level of 2.2. So in other words, to keep the population the same, every the average woman has to have 2.2 births. So obviously you have some women, you only had one child, but like, for example, my wife had four kids. So in other words, we compensated for the fact that you were a slacker and and we were busy grinding out kids you know what i mean you know you were yes Brad, you, thank you for that you were being a slacker and i was working hard grinding out those kids you know what i'm saying i was trying at least my wife was. i was a kid trying to raise a kid <laughs> right okay so it gets even better okay so so they're upset because and also they're upset because they're losing all these young men in ukraine now get this i thought to myself if i say this are they having them take donations and Freezing them. What do you mean, like, like, like the, like a cup and a book? No, 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 no. You're talking like the soldiers. No, 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 no. They, they. Okay. I don't, I don't think Russia's sort of backwards. I don't think they can do that kind of stuff. I don't think they have. I don't think they have turkey basters. I don't know why we don't do that. I don't think they have turkey basters in Russia either. So, okay, now get this. They're also instituting, <laughs> and and I'm going to read you this. I can't find it. I, I had it highlighted, and I, I don't know what happened to it. There's a thing in this article, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to read this on the air, and Shelly and nobody is going to believe me. You know, we have all these goofy holidays now, okay? We have, like, you know, you know there's a gazillion more holidays we stab. Hey, let's put another holiday, okay? Yep. Okay, now, here's the, they're instituting, uh, it talks about the working age population is decreased in terms of percentage of the overall population every year since 2010. Um, 
but the, the, the here oh, I can't find the exact paragraph to read. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. In t- 2007, Putin introduced a similar push in 2007. Are you ready for this? You're not going to believe this. What? In 2007, he declared a National Conception Day and gave workers a holiday and a day off the next day in order for couples to conceive. <laughs> what do you think COVID was all about? But the I birth. How many babies? No, were born but the birth. In 2021. The birth rate didn't. And 2022. The birth rate didn't go up that much. It I'm didn't, sorry. It did not go up that much. Well, it did in St. Charles. Well, I don't buy, but here he's a National Conception Day gave workers a holiday a day off next day. You know, in the United do States, they, do they give them liquor as well? No, in the United States, National Conception Day, all the women would be at the shopping centers. They wouldn't be at home conceiving. They'd be at the shopping centers. Oh, I got don't a day judge. off. <laughs> don't judge. Okay, National Conception Day. Can you believe that? I mean, if can you imagine? Think about it. You know, it's actually not a bad idea. Well, we should do that. Can you imagine? You imagine Joe Biden stepping out the microphone today. I'm here to tell you we're going to have a, a week from Friday. We're going to have National Conception Day, and yes, you may wonder what National Conception Day is. Uh, essentially, what we want you to do is. You men and women, we want you to take the day off and get busy, if you know what I'm saying. Get busy. Create some kids. You know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean and, and once again, it's not one day. He gives you two days off because he says, he says, he, in 2007, declared a National Conception Day and gave workers a holiday and a day off the next day in order for, so he got a two-day holiday. It wasn't just like a stinky, <laughs> stinky one-day holiday. Stinky. <laughs> it wasn't stinky. <laughs> Really? Uh, oh, Brad. Brad, no, Brad, Brad, no, Brad, Brad. I'm going like, I don't believe this. Now, we talked about this because Japan's got the same problem. Japan has a negative population growth. Do you ever notice that nobody really talks about Japan? They talk about China. Because the Japanese people got their butts kicked in World War II. We kicked their butt into the, the last century, and they realized they were stupid. And, they, and what do they do? They work. They work hard. They're hardworking people, and they don't bother anybody anymore. They're not like stupid Putin and, you know, all these other, you know, and the, the goofy Chinese dudes and, and the knucklehead, remember, Gaddafi and people like that. They're not, yes. out, they're not out starting wars. They're at home running their country, being proud of their country, making their country better, you know, that's what they're doing. And once again, they learned their lesson. They came after us in World War II. We didn't start World War II. Hitler and, and, and Japan started World War II, and we finished it. We kicked their butts. And the Germans, to this day, are still, you know, under the control of the United States. We have all our Air Force bases and military bases over there because we still provide much of their defense. And the same thing with Japan, because they learn their lesson. You know, we protected them. We freed the world from the goofy, weird Hirohito in Japan or whatever and, and the, the horrible Hitler in Europe. We essentially said, we're not putting up for that crap. We're going to beat you into the ground. You're going to rue the day you ever came after us, and it happened. And it was called VE Day and VJ Day, Victory in Europe Day and Victory in Japan Day. Why do I know this? My dad talked about it all the time. Yeah, my, why do you know that? My dad talked about this all the time that, you know, it started the theory of walk softly and carry a big stick. We don't carry that big stick anymore. 
We don't, the United States doesn't carry that big stick anymore because of the fact that we've got wimps running the government. You know, we got, oh, okay, Mr. Putin, whatever you say. Okay, Mr. Ping, or whatever his name is in China. Oh, yeah, okay. We'll keep buying all your cheap Chinese junk. And you you tell us, you you know, and, and oh, NBA, uh, don't say anything bad about the Chinese people because they'll get mad at us and they won't be able to fill our Walmart stars with the cheap Chinese junk that they send over. Oh, oh, you know, Mr. Ping, whatever you say, whatever you say. If somebody had the spherical objects between their legs, they would say, Putin, you get the hell out of Russia, or guess what? There's going to be this big old ICBM that's coming right at Moscow. Make your mind up right now. Get the hell out of Ukraine. That's what we need. We need real men. Or a woman that like has like high testosterone level. <laughs> Something like that. And they're out there. <laughs> We need we need Patty Wenty to be the president. You know, hmm. that's who we need. Patty, there are some really bad a women out there. <laughs> we need Anna Alt for president. That's who we need. Oh my God, that would be hilarious. <laughs> She'd walk into the White House and go, "Okay, let's get to work. We got to fix this place. We got to fix this country." Yeah. You know, hey, you people on the border, get in line. Get a you know, get a number. Take a number. We, you know, we'll think about letting you in. Hey, Putin. Do I have to come over there and kick your butt? Do I have to come over there and pull what little hair you have on your head? Do I have to grab you by the ear and say, don't go into Ukraine? That would be Anna Alt, right? It would probably be her, yes. People are going like, who's Anna Alt? (laughs) Oh, everybody. If you're in St. Charles, you know who Anna Alt is. (laughs) That's who it is. Okay, we have to take a break. Have I ranted enough? (laughs) No, I think it's been lovely. (laughs) 726. It is BS.show. Friday, I can get away with songs like that. What's what's that line they, they yell when you're on the dance floor doing that song at like a wedding reception? What do they say again, Shelly? What do they say? Um, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, don't do it. Okay. Uh, Tommy James and the Shondells, although... How the, much is that worth to you that I don't do it? Uh, let me think. Lunch? Uh, no, I won't I won't take the nitrogen out of the air, out of, the, out of your tires in your car. Okay. Okay. I'll leave it in. Okay. Smartest woman in the world. Once again, Shelly, smartest woman. She's why she's the smartest woman and you're not. I hate to say that. You said, well, there's all sorts of babies since the, since the pandemic. In 2021, 3.7 million babies. That was only 42,000 more than normal. So like what? 1% or something like that? 1%, 2% more, something like that? A little bit more than 1%. 3.7 million, 42,000, that would be like 1%, wouldn't it? Be? Let me think, 3.7 million, 10% would be would be 300, 307, 370,000, and 1% would be like 37. So it's a little bit more than 1%. So only 1%. Now, our population has been dropping, our birth rate has been dropping 2% a year since 2014. So we have the same problem. Country's getting smaller, less babies being made. And cars are getting bigger. <laughs> No, they're okay. Also, uh, what? <laughs> I shouldn't say this. Why is Japan? Why is Japan being nice to us? Because we blew them up twice, which we did. Oh, that was nice. Well, you know, see, once again, you know, I mean, like for example, I give you a perfect example. You have all this crime in the city now. It's built out in the St. Louis County. Okay, why is there relatively little crime in Franklin County and St. Charles County? Because you got hard butt people who run the counties. You got Tim Brinker in Franklin County that, you know, that if crime starts to break out, you know, he goes down to the sheriff's department and goes, hey, go throw these guys in jail. And they go out and throw them in jail. The same thing in St. Charles County. Remember, Steve Elman tells the story 
we had him on the air early this week. Steve Elman, he, when Steve Elman once a year goes around and talks to all the various civic organizations, chambers of commerce and stuff like that. And he gives sort of like state of the St. Charles County speech. And he always tells the story about they monitored the prison phones. If you get thrown in jail in St. Charles County, you, you know, you call your, you know, you have your one call and you can call your, your mom or your dad or somebody, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever. And they monitor the calls. And he says, Many, many, many times they hear people go, you're not going to believe it. I'm in jail in St. Charles County. If I would have done what I did in St. Louis County, I'd be out in an hour. You know? So in other words, the idea yeah. being is they're going like, I don't think I'm coming back to St. Charles County to rape and rob and pillage anymore because of the fact that they throw people in jail. They don't do that in the city and the county. Remember? I mean, it's just gotten to the point where it's like, like, okay, you know, you commit a crime, you know, like, like for example, got to take your comeuppance. All the people they arrested Every single person they arrested during the George Floyd, you know, uprising, they dropped the, the charges. Every single person. Every single person that got caught throwing bricks through windows and stealing stuff. Matter of fact, there's that famous photo on the Post-Dispatch, which still blows me away, of three police officers standing next to their squad car as these women walk by with all the clothes they stole from the store. They just walk right by the police. Eh, we stole this stuff. We just, you know, and the police saw them do it. Eh, just walk right by. Eh, who cares? You know, eh, you broke into a place. That poor guy owns the shop. And you know what You know what people say? Well, it didn't hurt the business person because he's got insurance. Maybe, maybe not. And not exactly. only that. Exactly. That's what happened to the flood people. Well, but the problem is, let's say you do have insurance. Guess what? Once you make the claim, one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to, A, cancel you, or your rates are going to go through the roof. Exactly. You know? And so, so, yeah, you may have insurance. Like, yeah, right. You know, and it's crazy. I think everybody, especially the politicians, before you be, get elected office, I think you should have to start and run a business for five years. You should have to essentially start a business, run it for five years, and then you would have a totally different outlook. For example, um, I'm not going to attribute this to a certain person because I don't want to get them in trouble. Pete Buttigieg, who's our Department of Transportation, now he's putting all these restrictions on the airline. He's going to put all these new restrictions. And the comment, and this is a person that knows what they're talking about. Uh, once Pete Buttigieg throws all these regulations at the airlines, a basic airline ticket is going to be a minimum of $500 each way. And because, once again, when you have more rules that you have to comply with as a business person, it costs you more to operate your business. You know, if like, for example, if if the FCC would show up here at the radio station every day, oh, Brad, look, that connection right there, a little bit dirty. You need to fix that. And oh, Brad, look over here. You've got this wire insulation's frayed a little bit. I'd have to hire a full time engineer just to fix all the problems the FCC would find. Now, I'm not saying they would, but you know what I'm saying? In other words, if you had somebody who was constantly regulating you and looking over your shoulder all the time, you'd have to have somebody just essentially to walk around with that FCC or the government inspector. You know, you have it already in certain industries, like in the in the meatpacking industry. You have, like, people, you know, the what, USDA people that hang out. You know, I mean, they're you know, looking over everybody's shoulders. You know, it costs money. Anyway, how do we talk about that? It also costs money to run a radio station. Well, you know, I told you, um, if you want an interesting interview, bring an insurance agent to talk flood insurance. Yeah, that would be interesting because everybody's confused about that. It really will because what happened is a lot of the people that were in the flood uh, a couple weeks ago. Right, don't have insurance. Huh? Don't have insurance because it wasn't covered. Right. They had insurance, but it didn't have flood insurance. Right. Because they weren't in a floodplain. Well. And so a lot of these people, because, not a lot, but 
they have lost everything. They didn't think they were going to get flooded because you think if you're not in the flood because plain, you're not in the flood you plain. know, which is sad. I drove down to Clayton the other day. I guess it was Tuesday, Wednesday. I drove down to Clayton, and instead of there was an accident at 170, so I bumped off a of 170 at Page and went down Hanley. Um, and you go through U City. I don't know if you know this or not. There's a spot in U City south of Del Mar where you go down a hill, and at the bottom of the hill, it's the River to Pear. Believe it or not. Uh, it's where the river to Paris starts, ultimately goes underneath Forest Park and then comes out and goes all the way to the Mississippi River. And at first I'm thinking to myself, what's going on? These people moving? House after house after house. There's mounds of furniture on the front lawn. Furniture and clothing and carpeting and stuff like that just stacked up in the front lawn because they all got flooded. And I'm going, how sad is that? And some of these houses, there's a couple of them that are right next to River de Pere. Matter of fact, if you go down the end of that hill or that hill and you come up the hill on your left, if you're going south and North Hanley, if you go, make, does that make sense? South and North Hanley. If you're going south and North Hanley, you look over to your left, it's U City High. Uh, River de Pere is right there. And there's a house that sits right next to River de Pere. I got a feeling that house was probably like six feet underwater. But all up and down that street, there's tons of people that have all this stuff, all their belongings, all their keepsakes, all their furniture and carpet, just out in the front lawn. You know, University City, I guess, coming, picking up, you know, and I'm going like, God, that's sad. You know, all these people that got, you know, like we have clients that got their butts kicked, you know, yes, I mean, and, it, and it's sad. And, you know, but once again, and, you know, like, for example, yesterday I heard, you know, the, the Metrolink has not been totally functional. Now they're saying it's going to be four to six months because they fixed before they fix all the damage down there in the Central West End, and they're saying that they might be able to get one track back up and running within the next couple of weeks, but it'll be four to six months before they're able to repair all the damage, so Metrolink will be back to normal. I mean, think about that. I mean, you know, I'm going like, whoa, that flood was what two, three weeks ago now? It was. Man. And there are still some people that. Um are still working working with the insurance companies and their places are so totally trashed you know and gutted st- you know still Okay, the smartest woman in the world says, if it's through the roof you're covered. Through the windows during tornado you're covered. Rushing water on ground not covered. <laughs> That's what happened to these people. Yeah, Once again, that, if that it, it is if it's you, tragic. If you get, if you like, if you, if something falls into your roof, like let's say a tornado and it knocks out part of your roof or it knocks out your windows and the rain comes in, you're covered. Rushing water on the ground, not covered. Also, uh, and I, she, I'm glad she reminded me of this. They said now it's going to cost $40 million to fix the Metrolink back the way it was. $40 million. I mean, like crazy stuff. And the crazy part of it is our crap transmitter site, which <laughs> once again, I won't talk about this public because I get myself in trouble. Our crap transmitter site, which still has a trailer on it because we haven't been able to build a permanent building. I've owned that radio station for 24 years now, and I've been told, well, it's going to flood any day down there now. It's never flooded. It's never flooded since I've owned the station. Since 1998, when I bought the stations, never flooded. And they won't let me build my building back because it's going to flood any day now. No, 24 years, and it never flooded. Talk to those people down in, you know, uh, you know. Talk to those people down in, in Chesterfield Valley. Talk to those people in U City and in St. Peter's and O'Fallon and places got flooded. You know, U City and Wentzville, Wentzville, places like that. They got hammered. Too. Well, you know, once again, it's not normal to get, you know, in some places twelve inches in of rain, like in what four hours or some crazy thing like that. And that then, was a, crazy. and then a couple days later, we get like, you know, we get mother of all storms number two. You know what I mean? Comes through. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, she was lonely. Forty million. Super lonely. 
40 million. Okay, hold on. <laughs> uh, one more thing to talk about. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, okay. I've talked, you know what? I tell you, we'll, we'll pick this up the next break. I talked about that the body cam for the police has backfired because the protesters, we want body cams in the police. We want everybody to show how bad those police are. Here's another crazy weird story. And guess where this story is out of? Take two guesses, Germany or Florida. Guess which one it is. Florida. Okay. We'll talk about a crime where the police ended up shooting and killing a guy. And you're going like, well, that's terrible. Wait till you hear the story. And once again, it's on body camera. Body camera. And it's like, okay. You know, and once again, what's crazy, if you watch, you can see these on, on YouTube all day long. You watch some of these videos, it's like, who in their right mind would want to be a cop? Someone sent me with this thing yesterday, I don't know what happened, I think it was last year, where they get a report of this guy walking like in downtown, La- or like near downtown Los Angeles, walking along the street, got a backpack, keeps pulling on a gun, points the gun at people, puts the gun back in his backpack. You know, they, they you know, they, you starts out, the video starts out with a 911 call. The guy's, hey, there's this guy in the corner of X, Y, and Z, and, and he's just walking around looking sort of goofy, and he pulls out a gun, and he starts, po- you know, pointing at people. So then you start to see the dash cams and the body cams of the police, and the first police car pulls up to the guy. What does the guy do? Pulls out his gun and starts firing at the police car. I'm going like, okay, this is not going to turn out well for this guy. You know, I'm going like, okay, what is going on with this? I mean, how do you think you're going to survive when you start shooting at police? Especially in L.A. where there's going to be like 40,000 cops who are going to converge on the scene. You know, and they're going to, we're getting this guy. He fired at our brother police officer. He's going down. You know what I'm saying? It's called SCP. (laughs) No, S. No. It's SBC, Southwestern Bell Corporation. That's what it is. Okay. Yes. We have to, I said that the first time. We have to take a break at 743, whatever right? the hell that means. Shelly's on her game this morning, right? <laughs> Bite me, Brad. Help, help, help. It is BS.show. Okay, Shelly, tell me. My I'm, life is complete. Tell me I'm on target with music today, right? Absolutely. I played, I I played Judy in Disguise. I played Moni Moni. I played Little Less Conversation. Now, talking about. Talking about a sexist song. You ever listen to the lyrics closely? Yeah, but it was okay back then. <laughs> Let's do a deep dive into the lyrics. A little uh. less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfactioning me. Satisfactioning me, great. Well, I mean, you get to a point where it's like, are you ever going to shut up? A little more bite and a little less bark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart. Baby, satisfy me. Baby, close your eyes and listen to the music. Drifting through a summer breeze. It's a groovy night and I can show you how to use it. Come along with me and put your mind at ease. A little less ag- a little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation and ain't satisfactioning me. A little more bite, a little less bark, a little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart, baby. Come on, baby, I'm tired of talking. Grab your coat and let's start walking. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't procrastinate don't articulate girl it's getting late getting upset waiting around a little less conversation a little more action please all this aggravation ain't satisfactioning me a little more bite a little less bark a little less fight a little more spark close your mouth and up out your heart and baby satisfy me <laughs> is that is that like i'm sure the women went wild <laughs> right and today if that oh song came God, out i just 
want, ma'am. If that song came out today, oh my God, that song by this guy, I mean, Elvis, is so terrible. He's talking to a woman. Shut up and 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 satisfy me. It's a terrible song. Ban that. You know, and and next thing tomorrow, hi, I'm Joe Biden, and we've just banned this new song called Little Less Conversation. Can no longer be played in the United States. It's a terrible song. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. Here's here's the story. <laughs> Once again, body cameras are not the friend of the criminal because they're catching all this weird stuff. Okay? Yeah, they caught me. The The state patrol caught everything on, on his dash cam when I um, had a little fender bender with the uh, curb. Did he show it to you? No. He said he saw everything. No, he didn't see it on his dash cam. He saw it with his eyes because you... I understand that, Shelley, but his dash cam is on 24, right? No, it's only on when he's behind men drivers. When he's behind women drivers, they turn it off. Whatever, Brad. It's true. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. I'm not. No, I do think you're kidding. <laughs> I'm not. Shelly had an accident, and what happened was she's driving along at, you know, the she's passing a state highway patrol guy, Missouri State Highway Patrol. I did not pass him. She's he passing him, and he was me. doing the speed limit, and she whipped around him, and he turned on the lights, so she flipped him off, and while she's flipping him off, she loses control of the car and runs I into a curb. never. <laughs> you stop it. Okay. Okay, here's the story. Quite frankly, I didn't even know he was behind me. I was too worried about running up on the curb. That's what she said. Okay, so... Yes, she did. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is a story out of Fruitville, Florida. Police dispatcher, 911 dispatcher, gets a police call, okay? Phone rings. She answers the phone. 911, where's your emergency? The guy says, quote, I woke up in a mattress at my house, and there's a guy lying next to me. He's saying, I love you. I'm weirded out. He's got a machete in his hand. Boy, get here quick. And the police dispatcher says, what? And he says, he says, I have an intruder that broke into my house. He's got a blankety-blank machete, and he's a little whacked. So the dispatcher asks him one more time, "What you know? What's going on?" And he says, "He's here." And he, I woke up in bed. He's next to me. He says he loves me. He's sharpening a machete with a baseball bat. Now think about that for a minute. You're sharpening a machete with a baseball bat. Okay. So nine one one operator dispatches the police, and the closest cars were detectives. So the detectives show up at this guy's house. And they confront this guy, uh, and sure enough, they go in this guy's house, and the detectives confront a guy wielding a like a two-foot-long machete. And they pull their guns on and they say, drop the machete, drop the weapon, drop the weapon. And he says, no, he charges the police and almost cuts off one of the detectives' hands with the machete. So guess what? They all fired upon him. And he's dead. And now people are saying, that's terrible. Look what you did. Why did they do that? I don't know. I mean, this man was clearly going to harm this other gentleman. He cut off. He almost cut off. And they said the the police department, um, uh, the, uh, the chief of the police department said, I pray to God he doesn't lose his fingers or his hand. I can tell you it's not life-threatening, but these are critical injuries. This is a spokesperson for the sheriff's office. And they said he had to go into reconstructive surgery. They say they do not know if they're going to be able to save the detective's fingers. That essentially the machete wound was so deep that it apparently cut through like the bones and the tendons and stuff like that. And they may have to amputate his hand. 
And so once again, it's like, and they get mad because... This is the police officer, right? Yes, this is the detective. He was like first on scene, comes in, confronts this guy, says, drop the machete. He comes after them. And once again, think about this. Think how if he got close enough to the point where he chops the the detective's hands off, he was like right there in front of him. It wasn't like he was... Uh, you know, 50 feet away, and they and they unloaded on the guy. He's attacking the police officers with a machete, and he chops almost literally chops the guy's the one detective's hand off. And so people go, "It's terrible. This guy needed." And once again, they're saying, "Here we go." They're saying the police should not have been dispatched. There should have been a social worker dispatched. What? So <laughs> that's what they're Who saying. Said that? Their people are saying this all the time now. That's the whole thing well, with people are wrong. That's the whole thing with the defund the police. That's ridiculous. They're, they're saying, well, the guy wasn't a criminal. He was just having a mental breakdown. Okay. Where Being do- a social worker is not an easy task. Well, can you imagine you're a social worker and you get dispatched, hey, uh, Miss So-and-so, we've got a guy waving a machete around. Matter of fact, a guy woke up in bed and there's a guy landing next to him and he's sharpening a machete with a baseball bat and he says, hey, I love you. And he calls the police. The police showed up, but you know what? We're not going to send the police. We're going to send you Miss McGillicuddy because you're a social worker. You can probably talk this guy down, right? So she shows yeah. up, opens the door, and the and guy comes don't after her. your taser. <laughs> we'll be right outside. Well, yeah, the police are going like, hey, Miss <laughs> McGillicuddy, you know better than to deal with these guys than we do. We'll open the door, and you can go in and talk to the guy. She opens up the door, crock, off her head goes, right? I shouldn't say that. Should, but, but You should really take that one back. No, but once again, it's like, how, no, do, you, real. how do you deal with crazy? Like I said, the, the one he talked about how crazy the guys. Crazy is wa- as crazy does. No, the guy in downtown L.A. He's like on, on you know, Sepulveda, which is like a big. And, you know, they get all these 911. He's on what? It's, it's a street called Sepulveda. It's in Los Angeles. Okay? okay. He's on the corner of like some busy street in Los Angeles. I just talked about this last break. 911 calls start flooding in. There's a guy on the corner of, you know, X, Y, and Z Street you know, in, in L.A., and he's walking around and he's pointing a gun at people. So the first police car, you see it from the, the dash cam and the body cam, the first police car drives, crosses over traffic, crosses through the intersection, drives right up to the guy. The guy sees the police car coming at him. He pulls out the gun and fires like six rounds of the police car. Okay, uh. so you're going to essentially say, hey, dude, put the gun down. Let's talk. Let's call the social worker in. You, you know, you, we know you're having a rough day, and we know that a social worker can talk you down right now. So stop firing those bullets at us, which could kill us. We're going to call the social worker, and she's going to talk you down, right? Yes. I, I know a couple social workers, and they have told me. There's sto- no doubt. No, I have, they have told me stories that they get sometimes called into situations where, and this is the interesting part of it, is their their company policy is if they don't feel comfortable, guess what they do? What do they do? They cry? Call, no, they call the police. If, if you want to cry? If they don't feel comfortable going into a situation, like, let's say you know there's been some violent activity in the house or something like that, kid or husband or wife or something like that, they call the police and the police show up with them. So what good is it defunding the police if the police are going to show up anyway? You know what I mean? And and a couple of these social workers, one told me that there have been several issues where she's going, I'm not going there. 
you know, I know what I know what's going on in that house. I'm not going in. And the police show up and they end up having you know, like somebody coming up with a knife. It's like, okay. So the social worker who is unarmed is going to walk in and the guy's not going to knife her, but the police, he's going to knife. That's where they say, well, the police, they're there to escalate violence. Like this one, to escalate the violence where this guy shows up and he's chopping hands of the police off with a machete. Yeah, they're going to, they're, the social worker is going to, hey, you know what? Put that machete down. We can talk. Let's go down to Starbucks and let's have a triple frozen cocky latte. And you and I will just sit in Starbucks and we'll just talk this out. Just put that machete down, right? Yes. Like that's going to um, work. BTW, yes. 759. I know. I blew it. I'm way older again. I got too busy talking about machete wielding guys. I know. That must have been on your mind. Uh, do we blow our last song off? Do we just say hell with it? Nope. Okay, we have. We'll take. We'll. Here's what we'll do. We'll take the break. We'll be back. Ah, yes. One of my all-time favorite songs. Although the smartest woman in the world says it's a dull, boring song, and it's all about bubbly fountains, and she hates it. I'm sorry for that because <laughs> I think it's lovely. By the way, I we have to get out of here because we're now we're on overtime, and you and I are getting paid triple time. Yes, three, I know. Three times it's, zero it's a, is still it's zero. Totally ridiculous. <laughs> right. Okay. But um, you have to. Uh, do the state station ID. Before I do that, I have to tell you something has just happened earlier this week. Remember how I told you I'm the milk crate freak? I buy milk yes. crates all the time. I think I'm up to like 40 or 50 milk crates, and I'm not okay. the most organized guy in the world, but milk crates have helped me organize. I'm not stealing the milk crates. I'm buying them. And what's interesting is there's a place in Union that makes the milk crates called Buddies, and I've not been able to contact anybody until Wednesday. Anybody? <laughs> anybody. Did you see what I did there? Yes, I could not. Any, yeah, anybody, buddies, B U D D E E Z, and they make milk crates. They make a bunch of other stuff. Big plant in Union. Okay, okay, so this week. Okay, so I make contact with someone from Buddies, and I'm trying to do some business with them, trying to advertise the fact that they are trying to hire people. Okay, you ready? And yes. I send them a picture of my milk crate case that I make. That have you ever shown you a picture of this? The, of, of these things I make, I made it on two by fours and they're on wheels and I can no. stack like six milk crates and I, and I, this is my organizational thing. I'm not the most organized guy in the world. So I send a picture of my milk crate organization system that I use here at the radio station with all my tools and stuff like that. And I send it to this person at buddies. I won't mention her name yet because I, I don't know if she would appreciate that. And now she's like, oh my God, we need you as a spokesperson. She wants, me to give, wants to give me a tour of the plant, and she just sent me this email. I'm just reading it right now. Hi, Brad. Um, sorry for the delay. We're working on trying to get an ad on here. Sorry, that's the delay. We're celebrating 30 years in business and seven years no lost time injuries today. So I've been busy helping to get everything together to celebrate with our employees. Today we are furnishing a fried chicken dinner, giving away a variety of hats, koozies, and just going to be a great day. So this is what they're doing for the employees. This is Buddy's in union 30 years in business seven years no lost time injuries now this is a plant where they have you know hot plastic and stuff like injection molding and stuff like that big machines presses and things like that seven years no time injury loss that's pretty impressive don't you think that is very impressive actually i mean any and you know and that could be just some guy falling over like a you know like a a pallet on the floor and breaking his arm you know what i mean could be anything could happen any place 30 years in business seven years with no uh time lost injuries 
salute to the buddies people, B-U-D-D-E-E-Z, in yeah, Union. Yeah, bravo, boys. Even if you don't do business with me. And once again, a locally owned and operated business. Love it. Okay, got that plug in. Man, I hope we get some with upgrades. With two amazing people. <laughs> Who's the amazing people? You and me, Brad. Oh, we're ama- Speak for yourself. I'm not amazing. I'm I'm perplexing. I think most people would say that about me. Okay. Um, polarizing, maybe. <laughs> me? That's what I am. Never polarizing. Come on. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm polarizing. A, matter of fact, it's a genetic thing. Here, remember, we're talking about here. We're talking here. I got it. One last thing. We're talking. Somebody just sent me this, and it's funny because we're talking about where is this? Um, where? where Okay, we're talking about we're talking about the fact that if there really was global warming, why would people be buying oceanfront property? Yeah. Here's an article entitled Obama's accused of hypocrisy on climate change for buying waterfront property in Martha's Vineyard, and it shows a picture of the property they bought. It's got all sorts of oceanfront. If that were really if global warming was really going to happen and their place was going to be flooded, do you think they'd buy it? No, they wouldn't buy it. Probably not. <laughs> You'd go but like, then again, there were people that didn't think that they were going to be flooded and got and lost everything. Yeah, but there are people so that it's it's a crapshoot, really. There are people there used to be a mobile home court in Frenchtown up there in the north end of St. Charles that every time yes, they did. every time three drops of rain came out of the clouds, it got flooded. You know, and people, well, I, I got to move back in my house. I can't leave my house. It floods every every third week. Well, I can't move, move my house. That's my house. Got to live there. And and if you offered that guy ten bucks. He'd be gone, you know? And he didn't say, hey, I've got this beautiful riverfront property in Frenchtown that floods every two weeks. You know, would you give me $10 million for it? No, no way. Hey, I've got this beautiful oceanfront property in Martha's Vineyard, you know, and you know what? When the polar caps melt, that, you know, my, my mansion's going to be 10 feet underground. I'll give you $100 million for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm, Are you done? It's 809. Stick a fork in you, we, you're done? We've gone way over, okay? To be totally legal. Have a good weekend, Shelly, before I say that. And then I get to end with this. Thank you, Brad. You and too. All the things I said to make fun of you, you know what? I meant them all. <laughs> I know that. Make me legal, Brad, and get off the air. K296HA Washington, KRAP AM Washington, KSOQ FM Washington. Have a good weekend. Peace and I fly. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.